he got all of that one. Got all of that one. Welcome to In the Rough, a podcast dedicated to golfing in the Treasure Valley and beyond. And beyond. In the Rough is presented by First Tee Idaho, providing accessibility and affordability to golf while teaching our youth respect, integrity, courtesy, perseverance, sportsmanship, honesty, judgment, responsibility, and confidence. First Tee Idaho, because golf is more than, more a, game. than a game. Welcome to In the Rough. I'm Corey Michaels, along with Nick Blasius, a golf guru. And <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. How about you, Corey? Doing great. Now, uh, what's been going on with First Tee uh, as we're coming coming towards the end of the summer now? School's getting yeah. back in session. and School's back in session. We wrapped up our summer classes in the end of July and uh, wrapped up a few of our other kind of unique programs in August. So one of which was a partnership with Game Changers Idaho, which I'm pretty sure I've talked about before. The partnership, uh, Gabe Moreno is the guy that leads that outfit. And it's for, it's athletic opportunities for kids with and without disabilities. So that was a lot of fun to That's awesome. do some golf with them. And then we wrapped up our Ada County second chance class, which is for the the kiddos that are on juvenile probation, teaching them golf and all the inherent values that are with the game. And so we had our graduation a couple weeks ago and super fun given all those kids that had perfect attendance, their own set of golf clubs and encouraged them to continue playing the game. So it's been, it's been good. We had Boise open last week. Uh, That's a busy week for golfers and in the Boise area, a lot of people go out there and watch for the, the corn Ferry tour event. Uh, (laughs) Sunday was junior golf day. Yeah. So that was really fun. They had concerts Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. And then Sunday night they said, you know what, Nick, why don't you just take the whole area over there for first tee junior golf activities? And we had a couple hundred kids come through there. That's awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. So we were there from 10 to 3 on Sunday. And then from 3 to 5, I uh, recruited some golf pros from around the area to come give some free golf lessons to kids on the driving range. So big thanks to Pete Burton, Aaron Corner, John Lewis, and uh, Sam Jacobson for coming out there with me and helping out and giving some lessons to the kids. Well, and you know, it sounds like in, in the time that we've known each other and, and been doing the podcast here, that, uh, that the golf community around here oh, yeah. is really strong and really loves being able to work with that next generation yes. of golfers. Very tight knit community. Um, it's really cool. I mean, I've been a part of it now. I've, you know, I've born and raised here and, I uh, just had my 29th birthday last weekend. So I've been in a part of the community for the better part of 15 years now. And yeah. just so many great people and great relationships and people that really, really care about the game of golf and not just right. playing it, but, you know, everything it has to offer. Now, you know, this is a perfect time when we're talking about the next generation right. <laughs> of golf to introduce our guest. Yeah. So today, uh, you know, in our last episode with Joe Panzeri, I, I said we really wanted to have one of our junior golfers, one of our participants. We're really excited about having Reed Hoppick in the studio today. <laughs> Reed, why don't you give us a little bit of uh, give us some bio on yourself, my friend? Uh, so I'm Reed. I, I go to Hillside. I'm 13. And I just love to play golf. I'm playing a lot of junior tournaments here in the Valley and pretty much like I play, I've played in a few like tournaments elsewhere. I played in one in Arizona last year and I'm going to play in one in Las Vegas in a couple, in like a month or two. So 
you're starting to get to that age where you're now taking that your golf game outside of Idaho and taking it on the road, which is pretty exciting. Yep. So Hillside Junior High, what grade are you going to be in? I'm going to be in eighth grade. Okay. And what were, you were just telling me, what's your favorite subject this year? I really enjoyed Spanish. It's My teacher is super energetic and it's a fun class to be in. Well, that's awesome. Well, cool. Give, give her a shout out. What's her name? Uh, her name is Miss McNamara. Uh, she's... She's great. She's probably my favorite teacher I've had. Awesome. That's awesome, man. I think, uh, you know, in school, teachers make the experience, yeah. right? Similar to golf, right? The people mm-hmm. that teach you golf really make that experience for you. So that's really cool, buddy. Um, so let's talk about some golf. So how old were you when you started playing golf? Well, I was I was two, I think, but it was with some plastic golf clubs that I think I'd gotten or my dad had got them for me for maybe a birthday or Christmas or something like that. And so I kind of just hit those around the house. And then I think when I was like four or five, I got my first real set of clubs, and it was probably just four or five clubs maybe. And he would take me and just let me hit on the range and hit as many as I wanted to and then just kind of sit around and watch him hit. So what was it about going to the range or hitting balls inside the house, which I'm sure your mom loved? Um, what <laughs> about that? What really grabbed you? What made you just like, wow, I really love this sport? I think that I didn't actually really, really get into it until I watched a show on Netflix called The Short Game about junior golfers that were like six and seven, and they were playing in like a world championship and I thought I just thought that's that was so cool and I really wanted to do that and so that's when I really started doing it and that's like when I really chose that I really wanted to just play golf more was it the competitive level that you were really excited about I really wanted to play competitively because I thought that that looked like so much fun and I'm I like to make a lot of things competitions so (laughs) well golf's an interesting game where it's just you out there right you're the only person you can count on that's my favorite I don't really like playing in team sports as much just because I like to be in control of it and if I am playing basketball I want to have the ball because I (laughs) I want to just yeah I want to be the person who makes all the shots and that's where in golf I have to make all the shots and I think that that's the best part about it yeah you get to enjoy your successes by yourself but also when things are tough and yep. it's easy to beat yourself up sometimes but if you've got a you know you're confident you're strong you can get past that pretty easily so at what point did you realize man I'm pretty good at golf um I think I realized pretty early on um when I played in my first golf tournament actually it was at just a little local par three course called Pierce Park. And it was the end of like a junior golf clinic and they just played it. They were playing a little tournament. And I think I shot like a, some, like a 33 or so. And I won and I kind of was like, okay, that was, I won like that gave me a bunch of confidence. And then I played in a like full nine like a real nine hole tournament on a like par thirty six course and I think I shot like a sixty but like I just thought you know I'll just get better and play better the next tournament I play in. Yeah, that's awesome. So speaking of Pierce Park, 
the great Dave Parker, who runs that facility. I, I called Mr. Dave Parker before I had this interview with you, and I said, hey, give me some Give me some more details on our boy Reed Hoppick, who you've been taking lessons with now for how long? I don't know, maybe four or five years. Yeah, I think it was. Pro- I think it's probably four years. And there's no question that Dave's working with a lot of the premier junior golfers in the Treasure Valley right now, which is really exciting. So you're in good hands. But you know, I was talking to Dave, and Dave says Reed loves the TrackMan. So for those that don't know, what is TrackMan? It's a launch monitor. That basically, when you're on the range, tracks how far you hit it, your face to path, your path. It it gets all the details, your spin rate. It gets everything. So I I think that it's it's really cool and it just it has a camera so it can film you if you wanted it to too. So it has a lot of data just about your golf swing, but it takes a special person or mind or how Dave's probably explained it to you to take that information and use it to be successful and actually get better right so how, how do you feel like it's helped your game um I think that it's helped me to like really see where I can improve and how I can improve on it so like if I am hitting and I'm having a listen with Dave and I feel like I'm hitting the ball left a lot I can we can look at Trackman and say, Oh yeah, your face is really shot at impact and we can then go from there and decide if my hands at impact are really my I'm like flipping my hands through or if my grip is too strong and we can determine like how I can what I can do to fix it and make it you know, what I can do to make my swing better and hit it hit the ball further and straighter. That's one thing with golf that's interesting, right, is the ball tells us a story. And if you pay attention to the ball flight, it'll tell you a story of what might be happening in your golf swing. Mm -hmm. And when you're hitting it really good, you never really think about it, right? But when you see those, you know, weird ball flights or something that you're not used to seeing, it's easy to start overanalyzing your swing. And I think these track mans these days are really helpful as far as boiling it down right there. This is what you need to work on. You know, there's no guessing about it. It just tells you right there, this is where you could get a little better to help out with that mishit. Yep. So one thing Dave told me that I thought was pretty cool, he said, Mr. Reed made nine birdies in an event this year. Is that Was that for 18 holes? Yes, that was 18 holes. What'd you shoot? I shot 69. Well done. Was that your first round under par? It was no, it wasn't my first round under par. It was my first round in the sixties. That's that's a big hurdle to get over though, buddy. Yes, it is. I still haven't shot in the sixties since, but you're thirteen, your first round is in the sixties when you were thirteen when you shot that sixty nine, right? Yes, yeah. I think the first time I shot in the sixties I was nineteen or twenty. So you're well ahead of the curve, my friend. Yep. <laughs> I'm still happy when I get double digits. So, you know. <laughs> Another thing Dave was telling me, he said that Reed just loves to practice. You're a range rat, so to speak. What is it about practicing that you love? I, I don't know. I just, I like to just, I like to hit a lot of shots. Like, I like to practice when I can just like, I like to hit the shorter shots where I can, there's a good chance that I can, you know, make it or if I pick a post on the range and I'm like, I'm going to, all right, I'm going to hit, you know, 20 golf shots and I'm going to hit the post with a pitching wedge or something. I just really like to see that. And then 
I love to like I love chipping because I know that I can occasionally chip one in, which is always really really cool to like do and see. Is that when you shot sixty nine? Did you chip any in? I made a bunker shot on the second hole. Did that kind of get your day going? You knew it was going to be a special day. Yeah, I yeah I birdied the first hole by chipping it to like a foot and then tapped in for birdie and I was like okay that's a good start and then the next hole I hit like a driver and then I like pushed an eight iron into a bunker and then I just hit a perfect bunker shot that just went in and I was like okay that's you know kind of a dream start to go birdie birdie that's awesome buddy a lot of people in that situation get a little scared about going birdie birdie but you decided to put the pedal down and keep making more birdies so hats off to you so you've been doing a lot of training on your own as a golfer but something else you started doing this summer which i'm really excited about is that you know katie mckelvey our program director asked you if you wanted to help out as an assistant coach and been helping out with some of our first tee classes for the player level for our, our beginners so what is it about that experience that you've enjoyed? Uh, I think it's just really cool to see how the kids can grow in, like, just a few classes. It, it's just really cool to see them get better and to see them, like, you know, they watch me hit a shot and they're like, whoa, because they they're not used to seeing, like, you know, a shot go a long ways and get up in the air. But I think that when they see when they see me hit shots, they, like, okay, I can actually do this. And it's kind of, it's almost getting that, the the younger, you know, kids in my generation to like, you know, learn to love the game and want to get better. That is really cool, Corey, for me to hear because I'm sitting here looking at Reed as somebody that loves the game as much as I did when Mm -hmm. I was his age. And now he's already giving that back to younger kids. And it is really, really cool to hear that, my friend. Yeah. Uh, yes it is so do you plan to do some more coaching do you like the coaching do you want to keep taking that to the next level yeah i do think it would be it'd be really fun to keep doing that as much as i can with all the golf that i play in tournaments as long as i'm for sure as long as i don't have anything it's i'm always gonna be open to do it because it's really fun you live at the golf course is pretty much what i'm i'm learning about reed hoppick yeah pretty much (laughs) (laughs) so when i was getting off the phone with dave He said, you know, one more thing I got to tell you about Reed. He said, Reed is a great ambassador for the game of golf. I thought that is so cool. And then he ended it by saying, Reed always does the right thing. So hats off to you, buddy. That's quite a testament from your coach about just the kind of not only golfer you are, but player you are. Dave and I met not too long ago. We were talking and Dave said, you know, one of the things I like to teach these kids that I work with I want to make sure that they understand that their score does not define them as a person, which I think is so important, right? It's so easy to go play a bad round of golf and beat yourself up and feel down on it. But, you know, it's very important to realize that there's more outside of life than the score you shoot. And in turn, that'll probably make you a better player. Would you agree, Reed? Oh, yeah, for sure. I think that if you can – I think it's it's really hard to not, you know, beat yourself up after a round and – I think it's just it's just human nature to focus on all the mistakes you made in a round, and I know that I do that, but it's and it's hard not to because you just you want to you're like always want to play your best round, and I think that I have to realize that when I did shoot that 69, I played really well, but then I also am still bummed about it because I had nine birdies but only shot three under. <laughs> I feel like that I should have 
you kind of expect to have nine birdies and shoot like five, six, seven under. But that I guess that's still to come. So, you know, that's probably why you're going to continue to excel is because you understand that things are great, but there's always a little room for improvement. One thing I do when I give lessons is I'll have a, a player will hit a shot and I'll say, all right, what would you give yourself on a scale of one to ten there? And more often than not, n- nobody ever gives himself a 10. Well, no. like, let's give yourself a nine and a half at least. There's obviously yeah. always a little something we could be better, but right. that was pretty dang good. <laughs> so let's talk about golf outside of just being on the golf course. So how do you feel like golf has helped you in life with, you know, school, friends, family? I think that it's really helped me to, like, excel in math because I constantly am using math in golf to like you know figure out how far I hit a golf shot or you know when I'm reading a green I'm basically using math to say I think that it's gonna break x amount and so I gotta play it this far outside the hole and I think that it's also helped with you know being able to like I'm used to in golf you know shaking someone's hand after a round and looking them in the eye and saying you know good round is or it's fun playing with you and I think that in some situations, people might be a little bit intimidated by that and be like, do I really have to shake someone's hand? Like, it, in, you know, in school and life, there's always lots of opportunities where you're going to have to, you know, say, like, you're going to have to shake someone's hand and say, nice to meet you. And I think sometimes it, that can be a little bit overwhelming to some people, which I feel like I'm used to it, so it's not as overwhelming as it might be be for sure oh, I know. good for I mean, you young man yeah you're chasing yeah. a dream of playing on the pga tour i'm sure right every yeah. 13 year old wants to play on the tour but you know if that doesn't work out you have all these skills that'll help you in any career you choose yep. so what is your favorite core value from first tee i really like perseverance because i just i think that it's it's really important to like during like hard times like right now we're in the middle of covid and i feel like it's been really important to just you know persevere through all the hardest parts where we had to stay inside and couldn't be with friends and that was always that was hard because you wanted to just go and you know hang out with a friend or you know go out to dinner but you have to realize well can't really do that right now so you just kind of you almost use what it what life used to be like to you know persevere through and just know that eventually it will get back to normal and we'll be able to go out to dinner and go on trips and hang out with friends all the time i love that buddy i really love that so we talked about the past where we came from we talked about what you're working on right now so let's talk a little bit about the future so what are some of your immediate goals for next year I want to play in a lot more, and I guess I want to play in a few more, like, bigger events, like regional events that are a little, that are out of state and have better competition, because I feel like that's kind of where I've been lacking, is I kind of tend to not play my best when I'm playing at a little bit of a higher level, like, against more people that are at a high level. I'm used to playing against, you know, three or four really good players instead of a whole field of really, really good players. Yeah, I think that's a great experience and a good way to kind of stack your game up and see where you're at. Mm -hmm. How about college? 
I know it's still, you know, five years down the road, but where, what are we thinking? Where do you want to go? I think that I'd really like to go somewhere with a really good golf team. Uh, I'd, I'd really like to play Division One golf, but I think that it just depends on where I'm at when I'm 18. And I think, but if I, if I'm, you know, if I realize that I'm maybe not going to be playing at the highest level, I kind of want to go somewhere with the golf management program so that I can, you know, become a golf pro and maybe work at a golf course and be a teaching professional or something like that. So quick rattle off top three schools, top three colleges, Reed Hoppick would want to go to. Uh, Oklahoma State University, U of I, and kind of a stretch one, but, but someplace like Stanford or something. Hey, doesn't need to be a stretch goal at all, buddy. You can make anything happen. All right, so 10 years from now, Reed Hoppick is 23 years old, coming off his four-year college career at Stanford University. Very successful, I'm sure. What is Reed doing then? Uh, well, I'm probably – I would really love to be on the PGA Tour and playing in lots of big tournaments and winning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that it's also – reasonable to say that I might be working somewhere in the golf industry, you know, whether it be a rep or a teaching professional or some, you know, some sort of head pro or something like that. That's awesome, man. All right. So last part, here we go. We're just going to call them some quick up and downs. Okay. So I'm going to ask you some quick questions. You know, to give me quick answers. All right. Okay. All right. Here we go. Favorite club in the bag. 60 degree. 60 degree. Why? I, it's the club I chip with all the time, and... Because you hold out from the bunker with it? <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> but I think that, it, I just loved it. I love to chip with my 60. I love it. All right, favorite golf course in Idaho? I think that I like Circling Raven. Yeah, you're wearing a Circling Raven sweatshirt, so you've yep. got a big fan over here. All right, favorite golf movie? Uh... I, the short game, which is a kind of a kids movie about golf, but it's like a, it's about young kids playing really high level golf. And I, that's kind of what really got me going. So. That's awesome. All right. Last one. Best shot you've ever hit in competition. Um, so this one was a couple years ago and I was playing in a PGA junior league event in Washington. It was the sub-regional, and we, my team, I was the last, um, I was the last group in my team to go off, and we were on the last hole, and we had a putt to win, and at the time, I wasn't, I didn't really know that it was to win, to like, win overall against the other team, but I knew that it was to win against the people we were, the, you know, the two guys we were playing against. So I was I obviously wanted to make it and I think it was like a ten or fifteen footer. And I was the last person in my group to go and I hit the putt and like I immediately was like, Oh, I don't really I didn't think it was in. I thought it was gonna miss low and so I just kind of started walking after it and I was just, you know, ready to just mark it and, you know, tap it in or it was going to, if it wasn't, if it was close enough, it would probably be given to us and we were just going to 
I don't know, we still probably would have won, but I was like, oh, I don't want, I don't think it's going to go in. And then at the very end, it ends up going in. It, like, kind of straightened out and went in, and I, everyone thought that I'd walked it in. So <laughs> they were like, okay, that's kind of crazy that he just walked in a putt to win. Um, but I, it was totally unintentional. Like, I did not think I was going to make it. <laughs> Mr. Cool, walking in the yeah. winning putt, no big deal. Well, Reed, that's all the questions I have for you today. I just want to thank you so much for coming in here and uh, hanging out with us. And I'm extremely proud of the young man you are. So you got a bright future ahead of you, my friend. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. Absolutely. And I think uh, this will be a probably a fairly regular occurrence on the podcast as we'll need to do we follow his career yeah you know (laughs) we follow his career along the way don't want you forgetting about us little people you know when you're winning the green jacket and all that so yeah green looks good on you (laughs) (laughs) all right so nick what what's coming up here uh on the next episode well, we are, we've got a few things in the works right now. We've got our flagship fundraiser next Friday. Um, that's our Swing for the Kids charity golf tournament, which is a, a big one for us. We always do it at Shadow Valley. So excited to get that get that going next Friday and get that done with for the year. And then we've got our fall classes. So we've got 180 mm-hmm. kids registered for our fall classes this year, which is awesome, pretty much at full capacity, which is going to get us to our 1100 mark of registrations for 2021, wow. which has just been, been crazy. Um, been awesome. Uh, a lot of fun. And then, so for our next episode, uh, we really want to bring on our program director, Miss Katie McKelvey. Wonderful. Have her come in here. Uh, she's my partner in crime. Uh, I don't know what I would do without Katie McKelvey. <laughs> so have her come in here, chat with us a little bit about all she does in her role as the program director and give a little more uh, more of a peek behind the curtains of First Tee Idaho. All right. Now, what what does happen? Uh, you know, we were talking about the fall classes and all that. What happens during the winter months? We are going to try to do some indoor programming. So we're going to okay. work at uh, Back Nine Indoor. We've got one of our coaches there, Pete Burton, who just became a PGA member. He's giving lessons there, and he's going to lead some indoor classes at Back Nine, which is really exciting. Uh, it also gives us an opportunity to do a lot of our outreach programs. So we go into the elementary schools and do little one-day First T Idaho classes with all the PE classes nice. that day, which is yeah. super fun. So we're going to try to grow the number of elementary schools we have going there. And a lot of it's just planning for 2022 on my end. So we've got some, we've got some big just a goals. Couple of, yeah. couple of things going on there. <laughs> we've got some big goals that we're trying to accomplish. And uh, a lot of the work gets done in the off season. Thank you so much for joining us once again. And we look forward to having more golf conversation next time on In the Rough.